Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship, Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book. We made it to Matthew 2, 3. Praise the Lord. I didn't get stuck on one verse again. When we come here to this verse, it says, When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. I want to talk about that idea and the picture that the Bible portrays and what we see in the modern nativity scene. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Christmas. I'm so thankful. We live in a country where the birth of Jesus Christ is celebrated. It's wonderful. But let me tell you, most of those nativity scenes that you put in your up in your house that are so cute, I have one. I enjoy putting up a nativity scene, but it's not true to what really was the case. I hate to tell you this. Most nativity scenes show three wise men. Why? Because they gave three gifts. But do you think three men came to Jerusalem and created that much a stir that not only is Herod troubled, but it says, and all Jerusalem with him. I believe that this was quite a large group of men. They created a scene. When I'm saying created a scene, it wasn't because they were wrong, but they were big enough that everybody's going, what's going on? All these men just came from a far country and the whole city is wondering what's happening. The whole city would not be doing that if only three men came, in my opinion. Now the Bible doesn't tell us how many, but in no way does it hint that there was only three of them. So when you see that nativity scene, It's not all accurate. As we go through this story, there's another big part that is not accurate, but I don't want to jump ahead of myself with that. So he's very troubled. He's, he's, as we saw, he's a very wicked man. He kills people and he hears that there's a king born. born. Jerusalem's troubled because they're going, what's happening here? And so verse four says, and when he gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. So he's in Jerusalem. He's connected to the temple. Uh, I don't think I mentioned this, but he, in his wanting to please the Jews, not only did he build a port city, an artificial port, and he had all these palaces, he built a huge temple, bigger than Solomon's temple, to please the Jews as well. So he has this big temple. He goes to the priest and and not just the ones that he put into authority, you know, he he gathers together the chief of these priests and the scribes, and he says, where's Christ supposed to be born? Of course, he's a Jew in name only, and he really is a Jew just to get ahead in life, so he doesn't really know the Bible. There's a lot of people like that out there. I mean, they have religion because uh, they, they've got to have that to get ahead. I've heard that in Russia, the uh, Russian Orthodox Church is just completely political. There's nothing about salvation or understanding the scriptures in that religion. And that's how it was here. I mean, it's just all, you know, 
for getting ahead and you've got to be a part of it. So he doesn't know the Bible at all. So these scholars who have studied and they know, they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea. So that would be like Bethlehem, Judah, Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. And now Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. So where they're quoting is from the Old Testament in Micah 5, 2, it says, but thou Bethlehem Ephrata, we referred to this before when we talked about the name Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. Now, Bethlehem became not a prominent city, I wouldn't say that, but a famous city because David came from there and his descendants then uh, were Bethlehem people, Bethlehemites. And so it wasn't that nobody knew about the town of Bethlehem, but it was not a large town. And it's saying it doesn't matter just because you're small, it doesn't matter the savior of the world will come from you. So that's what they're referring to in uh, when they're quoting the scripture to him. Now, I think it's interesting that they talk about a governor and we uh, see that in the um, scriptures in Micah, it says that is to be a ruler in Israel. Uh, we know in Isaiah, it says in Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born, Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I love that. But you see the idea of governor. Now, what's interesting about this word, this word governor, is that it has the idea of a shepherd. I, let me uh, read a passage, and I think you might get what I'm referring to. So in 1 Peter 5, 2, this is instructions to pastors of local New Testament churches. It says here, Peter's writing, but he's writing underneath the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He says, feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Where What I want to look at first is feed the flock taking the oversight. That is the picture of the pastor. He not only has to feed the flock, but he's an overseer. He is also a governor as far as he uh, is in charge of the final say in things that happen in the church. Now, his head is Christ. He is only the under shepherd. But I think it's interesting that this word has that idea right with Jesus being born. He's going to be a governor that shall rule my people. And that idea of ruling is shepherd. He's going to shepherd his people. Now, a shepherd doesn't just feed his flock. He, he tells the flock where to go. He rules that flock. But he's not a ruler like Herod. And that's my point. Jesus was so different than human rulers. He was a shepherd to his people. Yes, we follow him and we obey him, but he loves us. He provides for us. He leads us by still, by, beside still waters when we're hurting. He prods us in the right way when we're 
we've gone astray. All we like sheep have gone astray. And he prods us and he helps us. That's this governor. Oh, I love it. That's the governor that shall rule my people Israel. So these, back to our story here, these wise men tell, not wise men, I'm sorry, rather the priests and the scribes tell Herod about Jesus being born. The whole city, get this picture in your mind, the whole city is in an uproar about Jesus, uh, not, not about Jesus, they come to know it's about him, but at the time about these wise men, all these wise men come, we see, they say, we saw his star in the east. Very positive proof that something big has happened. And these so-called spiritual leaders of the nation of Israel, tell Herod where this has happened. And yet who leaves here, here, who, who heads out says then Herod, when he privily called the wise men, inquired them of them diligently, what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. Now, what in the world? Why did only the wise men go? I, I was reading, uh, I think it was Worsby. I can't remember who it was that I was reading. I don't, I don't know who I'm all reading. I read all kinds of stuff, and I don't recommend all of them. But uh, his stuff is pretty sound. But I was reading that, and he brought that out. And I thought, you're right. Why in the world did not these supposed religious leaders who were teaching the nation of Israel, the Bible, and they were scribes, they're copying out the Bible. And when they're told that the Messiah, who they've been waiting for, for hundreds of years, that his star has been shown to these men, why didn't they go? You know why? Because it was all just a religion to them. It wasn't real. And that's so true today. We have people, uh, this is all around the Christmas story. We have people, oh, they attend church on Christmas, Christmas and Easter. Sometimes people call them CNE people. They come to church on Christmas and Easter, but they, they don't follow Jesus in any way. They are religious in name only. Now, these guys, they weren't just ones who went to church on Christmas and Easter, but their religion was completely vain. They had no interest in truly understanding who the Messiah was. These people we're going to hear about later, many years later, Jesus is going to be killed by these men who study the scriptures. And I don't know if they're the same ones because it's several, about 33 years later, I say several, that's a lot. So, but it's the same group. And they didn't even inquire. They tell the wise men who are foreigners about it. And then they sit in Jerusalem Oh, I sure hope that we're not like that. We, 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 we know the truth, but we don't do anything with it. Oh, God help us. I pray we're not like that, not like these people. So why in the world they didn't go? I don't know. So he sends, Herod sends the wise men to Bethlehem because that's where he finds out that Jesus or the star is is uh, supposed to reappear because Jesus is born there. Of course, they don't know the name. And he tells them deceivingly, go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. Herod's all about getting ahead. And so he deceives the wise, wise men and he tells them this lie. The wise men 
they don't know all about Herod and how wicked he is. Uh, they do not know he's lying at this time. They, they will find out from God. But it's not, it's not uh, that they understood everything. So he's deceiving them. He's playing the game again of chess and trying to get ahead. And he says, oh, I will, I will come worship him. So they heard this from the king. And they departed, and lo, the star that they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. So this is, in my opinion, why I believe it's a special creation of God, because God allowed it to appear, and then he took it away, and he let it appear again. Why did he take it away? Like, they saw a star, they know Jesus was born, the Messiah was born, so they traveled to Jerusalem. This, they don't see the star anymore. So they don't know where to go. They know that this is the, the Messiah that comes from, for, from God, comes through the nation of Israel. So they go to where the capital of Israel is to inquire. But the star doesn't show up again. And that's what is clear right here. The, the star went before him. So they see the star again, and now they follow that star to Bethlehem. Some people have said that uh, in, in they've studied the constellations, and they say, yes, this happened, that the star went away, and then it came back. That could be. The Bible's not clear. But what's important is they followed that star. They said, this is the Messiah, and we're not stopping. In my lingo, I would say, we ain't stopping until we find the, the, the child. Here we come to another aspect of the so-called Christmas story that's off in our modern day view. Look at where they um, go. They say, they went before him and stood over where the young child was. So Jesus is no longer an infant any longer. It, I, I'll come back to verse 10, but it says, and when they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. Now, we know from what we'll get into in a little bit, I believe that Jesus is only maybe a year, year and a half old, because Herod wants to make sure he's killed, so he has everybody two and under killed. I have a feeling that uh, Jesus is maybe one, and Herod just wants to make sure he's for sure covered, because he knows the timing. We'll talk about this later. But here's what's different. Where do we see the wise men in the nativity scene at? In a stable, which wasn't a stable like we see. But they didn't go there. By this time, this is long past the birth time, and it's long past the time that everybody had to come to town to pay the taxes, which we're going to talk about when we look at Luke. So by this time, you know, Mary's had a baby. She can't travel. So obviously, Joseph rents a house for them. He's he's renting somewhere. He has a house. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't think he buys a house or builds a house. I think he rents. Just, just you have to keep in mind, the, the Bible days weren't different than our days. Like, it's not like uh, they did that back then. Really? We were at a, a town that was uh, destroyed by a volcano. So everything was preserved. It was clear they had restaurants where you went and you ordered food that people made. So you, you think, oh, they really? They had restaurants back then? Yeah, yes, everything was the same. Uh, there's nothing new under the sun. So by this time, they're in a house. And so it's not that the wise men came to a stable with the cows. But, you know, to be truthful, 
I have a beautiful manger scene. And yeah, I put those wise men there. It's cute, but it's not according to scripture. But I don't look at that nativity and think this is Bible thrown through. I put it there just to remind me that Jesus came. How wonderful. God with us, he came. The Messiah came. And that's why I put it there. So I don't say that this because you you shouldn't have the wise men in there. No, not that. I, I just say it because it's a little off. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son. Thank you for the wise men coming and bringing their gifts. We're going to see that they are giving men. They are uh, worshiping men. I pray that we'll be like them, that we will always be searching for you. Where can we find you? In your word. I pray that we'd be all digging into your word. Help us to read your word every day. Help us never to set it aside and think we can do life without you. Oh, Heavenly Father, bless us this day. Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord With Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord With Me Facebook page. Until next time, God be with you and may He greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following His Word.